My guys, what is up? Welcome to the first episode of Midnight Gamer, brought to you by the Juice Box. My name is Zar, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Sith, a.k.a. Sizz's Panda. What's up, man? What up, dude? How's Happy it going? Happy to be here. Good, good, man. Pumped, pumped. Kind of tired, you know? It's kind of late, but, you know, we out here. It's late, but we out here. Um, it's very exciting to have a new podcast in the in the family, the Juice Box family, so glad we're doing this, man. I'm, I'm excited. Tonight's episode, we're going to discuss Tony Hawk. Unreal Engine 5, the next-gen consoles, and uh, just some general gaming news. So I hope everyone's having a good night tonight. We're just going to jump right in. So we're going to start with uh, some Tony Hawk discussion here. The big news is that uh, the first and second Tony Hawk games are getting a remaster. They're going to be combined. Uh, it's going to be called Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Um, I'm excited. This is a big, big part of my childhood. Um, big, big part of just my gaming experience, you know, overall since I was a kid. What What are your thoughts on it? Dude, I am super hyped. This is so legit. Like, this got me into a whole different, like, culture growing up. You know, it's like my first introduction to skateboarding. Like, I mean, I went out to Long Beach, California. My cousin's out there, huge skateboarders. They introduced me to this game, like game changer yeah yeah uh, same for me man like like you said it, it just it really i think maybe i was skateboarding no you know i probably wasn't even skateboarding before this game but like this this really 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 jump-started my interest and i know for the sport overall it was it was huge like it was like one of those overnight phenomenons where, where like shit just blew up like everyone that was on the roster of the first game like they all became like instant celebrities like it was just huge it, it was it was a cultural phenomenon so it, it is very very exciting um some details about the game here it looks like you know they're trying to be as true as possible to the original ones from what i've read they're you know the original game mechanics are coming back they pulled the source code from um the original first two games and built just right off of that so that's exciting because I know a lot of fans of the franchise were pissed off how it strayed away from that, you know, as the newer titles started to come out and, and games didn't really feel like how they used to feel. So that that's huge news right there. Um, there's going to be a couple new things like uh, I think player-specific challenges, or I should say skater-specific challenges, um, which I think is a pretty cool idea. We'll get Create a Park, which didn't come until think some of the later games um, create a skater which I don't think was in the first two games we get the whole roster back um, from the first two games which is huge man like I said you know that had to be tough to bring everybody back and get and get all the licensing and stuff but what it hypes me up the most and I'll let you speak on this too because I know you got to be a big fan of it, is the soundtrack. It looks like we're getting a huge portion of the original soundtrack from the first two yeah. games back, dude. For me personally, fucking amazing. That that opened me up to ska music, ska punk, uh, skate punk. You know, a, a lot of those bands are bands I still listen to to this day. So uh, I'm pumped about that. W what are your thoughts on the music? 
Dude, hell yeah, man. Like like I said, when uh, this got me into that whole skate culture, like that music comes with it. Yeah. And like like it just brings back so memory like so many memories. Uh, although like I heard uh, there's some tracks that aren't going to be on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember which ones off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't think they named uh which ones aren't going to be on it yet. And it's got me nervous cuz there's there's a few that like I just really, really, really loved, and I I noticed um, in the trailer, it did name drop some bands. So like we know those songs will be on it, but like um, "New Girl" by the Suicide Machines, I didn't see the Suicide Machines name dropped in the trailer. So I really hope that song's on there. I, I fucking love that song. Um, Here and Now by I believe they're called the Ernies. When that was on the first game, that song is fucking killer. Um, Love that fucking song. And then I don't think I saw the... Um, I'm blanking on the band name. But there's another one I really like that I didn't see on there. I'll have to look up the song name. Um, but I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm being optimistic. You know, that obviously they couldn't name every band. So, yeah, so we'll see. Some, um, I think I have a list right now of... I think there's like five songs that aren't on there due to licensing issues. Uh, it was Psycho Vision... <sighs> Committed, Bring the Noise, B-Boy Document 99, and Out with the Old. Okay, so Psycho Vision is the, is the one I was talking about. That's by, uh, who sings that song, does it say? Uh, Suicidal Tendencies. Suicidal Tendencies, yeah. Big punk band, uh, classic punk band. And fun fact real quick, um, Thundercat, the bassist, if anyone knows who that is, he had a, a short stint in Suicidal Tendencies there for a while, which is, pretty interesting a lot of people probably don't know that wait well, how long ago was that uh it, it was a while ago he you can look it up on his wikipedia page it'll give you the time period but i always thought that was cool because you know he we know from being big mac fans that he uh does a lot of work in the hip-hop scene but he's just yeah, an incredible yeah. bassist as it is um so let's see what else about this game so yeah, we got some the pre-order stuff. There's I think three different editions. You know, there's normal, deluxe. I think the collector's edition. I'm a little upset. I didn't know about. I somehow missed it that if you did the hundred dollar collector's edition, that you got um, you got a full sized skate deck with it, and it's actually a remake of the famous Hawk Two deck from Tony's skating days. Like that's actually a board he used. I, I personally, I had the Hawk 3 deck when I was a little kid. Always wanted the two. So I'm a little upset I don't get this deck. Um, you can find it on eBay and stuff still. It, it sold out real fast. But we were talking, if you pre-order at GameStop, you can get a mini tech deck, which is pretty Worth dope. it. It's worth it. I think so. The only thing is, like, I don't know, and you might know, I don't know if, about pre-orders at GameStop anymore because it's been so long since I've done one. I just, you know, I always pre-order off the xbox store for yeah. digital can you pre-order digitally from gamestop or does it have to I, is it all hard copies i think you can through their website um but i'm not sure like what you get with it besides the tech tech i don't think like you can if you pre-ordered the collector's edition digitally i don't think you get a you know a, a bold tech deck that. that sucks I know. I think you get the tech deck. But I'm saying oh, you yeah, get yeah, the yeah. actual, yeah, the... like physical big board. Right. Well, so it, it's pretty cool. 
you know, the game's back in Activision's hands from, I believe, 2008 and on. It was developed by a studio called Robomoto. And that's like really when the series started to take a turn for the worst. That's when the mechanics and the physics and everything just got all wonky. You know, people are upset by it. it the series, it lost a lot of fans. Uh, it turned a lot of people off. Um, so, yeah, active. it's back in Activision hands uh, with, um, who is it, Vicarious Visions is, is the other studio that's with Activision. And they, most recently, they did the um, Crash Bandicoot remakes the the three crash bandicoot remakes that just came out in the last year year and a half um i know i know a lot of people really really like those crash bandicoot remakes you know saying they were pretty faithful to the original games so you know that excites me it's in the hands of of some pretty good dev teams uh you know honestly i couldn't be more happy for for the way everything is shaping up to go in such a good direction for this game so you know, yeah, and I, it is Vicarious Visions. I just wanted to yeah, make sure I was I right just, on that. Um, yeah, dude, like, it, it is in good hands. I'm still a little iffy, like, on Activision, just in general, just because, you know, Activision, yeah. but they, they killed it, you know, earlier years with the game. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's shaping up to be something, like, truly faithful to the, to the originals. I'm pumped for that, and... We definitely need some super positive like this in 2020. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, it, what's a lot of people I saw saying like, you know, it's a shame that uh, NeverSoft. Is, it, I think NeverSoft is defunct now. I don't. I'm not sure if they're even still a studio. Um, but I. But a lot of people are like, man, it's a shame. Like they aren't a part of it anymore. Blah blah blah. And how do we know if it's yeah. going to be? you know, as good when they're not a part of it. Well, a lot of the guys that were on the Neversoft team work for Vicarious Visions now. So, you know, that's good to hear that we get a lot of, you know, the original guys, man, that, that made the original series. So that's awesome news again. Um, but now I kind of want to talk about, you know, we got all the kind of the, the gist of what the game is going to be and everything we know about it. Now I want to talk about just the franchise in general. What's the last Tony Hawk game you think you played, if you can remember? Dude, honestly, I, I couldn't even tell you. It, it's been so long since since I played it. Um, Did you play the Underground games? I think I played the first one. Yeah, which was, you know, that's arguably the best Tony Hawk game. Oh, hell is, yeah. Is Thug One. Um, personally, my last one played would have been my last full one played would have been American Wasteland. And I, I did play Project 8, which came right after it, just very, very slightly. It was like the first Tony Hawk game that I didn't beat was Project 8, which I'm going to go back and beat it. I plan on doing that now <laughs> with all the hype. But m- most recently, because I got hyped up about this, I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which is the, the most recent one to come out. Came out... I think about three or four years ago now it was kind of, it was early yeah. on in it might have been longer than that it was early on in the Xbox one and PS4 life cycle um, that game was made by Robomoto who had it obviously the IP and 
<laughs> to be without being too negative about it, they tried. <laughs> they tried. But the game just feels it feels incomplete, you know, like like it wasn't a finished game. It's very, very buggy. It's weird because when you play it's it's all online, so it's weird. So like when you play any map or anything, you, you have to get put into a, a session, like an online session. So you can get kicked out. Like I get kicked out of them for no reason all the time, or it'll simply just not let me play a map. So that's frustrating shit like that. Um, to, like I said, just very, very buggy. The game just honestly at times, especially as you get up into the higher, so like classic Tony Hawk style, the the levels get in terms of the challenges get harder with each level so like the the later levels man they just feel like a chore to play which fucking sucks but you know what are you gonna do and and then the maps themselves they just aren't good like they tried like (laughs) they just tried to do too much it seems like um like there's just some crazy shit on some of these levels like there's a few good ones the first level the barracks which is is supposed to be modeled after an actual uh, skate park slash warehouse, whatever you want to call it. Um, the Barracks. The Barracks has their own YouTube channel if anyone wants to check it out. Also, a few times, if you used to watch back in the day, uh, Rob Deerdex Fantasy Factory, they had a few episodes um, featuring the Barracks, where I think they did like a competition like Fantasy Factory versus the Barracks. So that's cool. That's probably the best level on the game. Uh, but other than that, you know, anyone that's looking to play Pro Skater Five, you know, approach it with at you know with caution. That's all I got to say. I don't want to make anybody waste money, but it, it's just not very good. It it just plays weird. They tried for that classic Tony Hawk Pro Skater feel, but it, it, you know they kind of just missed the mark on it. So once again, I'm glad that the IP is out of or the, you know, whatever, the franchise is out of Robomoto's hands and back with Activision and alongside Vicarious Visions. So, Dude, um, was the, how was the soundtrack to that game? Horrible. That's the other thing I want to talk about. <laughs> it's got about, it's got a song, uh, Secrets by State Champs, which is like a newer pop punk band uh, in like the, the second wave of pop punk. I've seen them live once maybe maybe twice at warp tour no just once just the first time and uh they're good i like that song a lot it's a good song that's probably about the only good song on the game everything else damn really makes me want to pull my hair out if i'm being honest uh i play the game now after playing it for a week and a half i turned off the music i just play it without music now it's just i just only have the uh like the sound effects on which is a shame because, like we said, the, those soundtracks are such a big, big part of the game, huge part of the game. Like, oh yeah. Um. And that's so. That's another thing I want to talk about. Uh. So there's rumored uh, for the remaster to be DLC that's going to come along with it after a while. Uh. That no one's really gone into specifics about what that could be. I have my theories, which I think is a pretty strong theory, and I'll see what your thoughts are. But, you know, I think there's a good chance that they're going to add content from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 after, you know? Yeah, I, I think so, too. And then, I mean, 
it's also like Activision, so like they're known for their cash grabs, and like um, obviously I'd probably buy for for them oh, I mean, if they I had put sure content would. from from the third one. I I for sure would, dude. I think like when I when I look at those original three games, I think one, two had a really good soundtrack as well. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think it compares to the soundtrack from the first one, and I also think. The third one has a better soundtrack than the second one. Dude, so love the third one. The third soundtrack's fucking amazing. So I'm wondering if uh, if we do get that DLC, if we'll get songs included with it. Yeah, uh, yeah I wonder how they're going to like do that. Is this going to be like a sound pack? Or like, is it by map? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. But I'm hoping. Fingers are crossed because there's some really really awesome songs on pro skater 3 and like once again it it did the same it almost did the same thing for me that the first one did it it, it introduced me to a lot of bands that third one yeah. which you know like the second game i actually already had known most of the bands that were featured on that game like everyone's favorite song on the second one is uh that rage against the machine song um I'm blanking on which song is on there, but that was like everyone's favorite song, Gorilla Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I already know a lot of those bands on there. So for me, you know, the third one was just as culturally important as the first one. I mean, great bands, great songs. And we got some new skaters on that game, if I remember correctly. So, but yeah, um, that's I think that's about it on what we got for Tony Hawk. Other oh actually no I'm sorry. Did you hear that they're making a doc? Well they already made it. It's already done. Uh, they made a documentary for the whole pro skater phenomenon and like everything. Oh yeah, I did. I saw an article about it. I think on like Reddit. Um, I haven't seen anything more on it yet, but I'm kind of pumped to watch that. I'm hyped as fuck for it, man. Um, we're gonna get some really cool interviews. We're gonna get to hear from a lot of the skaters. Um, but yeah, the the most recent news I saw on it, you know, they were shopping it around to a, a studio to actually like put it out. You know, I think it premiered at a film festival, and they were shopping around, and finally someone bought it. I can't remember um, which studio bought it to produce it or you know put it out there, but. That's good news. So, you know, it maybe we'll get on Netflix. I, I, I don't know I hope so. where we'll get it on, what platform, but very, very excited for that. And hopefully they can, you know, uh, maybe time up this release of the documentary with the game. And, you know, we get this whole new, just like massive research of the culture. You know, that's what I'm hoping for because. Hell yeah. I've needed it, man. I miss skateboarding like so much. Like. You, you- you about to buy a new board, dude? You about to get out there? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I have. Uh, I bought a deck, but now I'm thinking I just want to put this deck up on the wall because it looks that, so good. I know that's, that's what that's you're what doing. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what you're I'm doing. I'm still going to buy another deck. Like, That's the plan. It, it's going to happen. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to pick up the board again, try to do an ollie, fail. It'll be cool. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you just, you just got to keep pushing yourself. Yeah, I mean, dude. like, it's funny, like, the amount that I skated back in the day, you know, it's weird being in West Virginia and, and skating, because there's not, like, the skate park here in Wheeling didn't open until, like, I was past my skating time, like, I just wasn't skating anymore, 
you know, I've always, always really been into the scene, but it was weird, you know, all my skating came from right here on my lane, which is just a fucking flat surface, you know, it was hard to get better, but I'll never forget, like, we actually had, like, a pro team, like, a, a, a sponsor team from a skate shop in Ohio come to Wheeling and did a demo down uh, by West Banco Arena, and it was fucking crazy, dude, like, I spent that whole day skating, watching the demo, skating, skating with the pros, and, like, in that one day alone, I learned, like, three or four new tricks, like, got so much better in this one day just because I did it all day. It was wild, and it's, like, that's what you need to do with anything. If you want to get better at anything, <laughs> fucking do it, like, for a long-ass time. Do not give up. You know, you, you just got to fucking push yourself. You feel me? Wise words. Wise words. Um, unfortunately, Robomoto did try and, and failed. They went de- they went defunct in 2016, a year after Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 came out. See, I didn't know that they went to def- that makes sense, man, because you know, I hate trashing people's work. I really do. Like I will do it if I have to cuz I don't I don't want to misinform people, but I it's not something I like doing, especially with when Tony Hawk's name is attached to it because I fucking yeah. love the guy. Got a fucking poster of him up on my wall as we speak. You know, it just sucks that they, they missed the mark with that one. I feel like, you know, if they just would have put a little bit more time into it, it, it could have been better. Like I said, it just feels like it was a, like a, a just a, a incomplete game, which is a shame. But, you know, that's kind of the trend in video games these days, man. We, we see a lot people complaining about, you know, games not being up to par at drop, you know, I see that I've seen, you know, that's big talk in the gears community, you know, I'm big in the gears of war scene, people get, you know, people get all bent out of shape at launch, and I I don't blame them, because those games, you know, the past two gears of war games were not up to par at launch, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But, like, I mean, at the same time, like, if you have to delay a launch, like, do it. Do it, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, one of my favorite games growing up of all time, Final Fantasy VII, and they just came out with that remake. They literally worked on it for a decade. Probably more than a decade. No, yeah, definitely more than a decade, because that game originally came out like, 1997. And the remake just came out in April. I've heard great things. I haven't played it yet, just because like I kind of want to play the full experience. But uh, so ha- you gotta oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, no. I'm just like if you have to delay something to make it right when it comes out, so like you don't have to make patches right away, like a day one patch to add something. Like do it. Yeah. Because you're paying for a full game, not an incomplete game right exactly. away. Exactly. That's where that's what everyone gets pissed off for. They're like, literally, you know, I just paid sixty bucks for this. And it's not finished. I mean, uh, we see it all the time now. Games, you get the patch like after a month or two that actually kind of makes the game how it should have been at launch. So, But speaking on Final Fantasy, um, I never really played those games growing up. I, uh, I played the first Kingdom Hearts, if you want to count that, towards Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, so is seven the first one that's been remastered, or have they done other remasters of Final Fantasy games? So 
it depends what you consider. Like this is like a full remake, pretty much. Like they've done HD remasters, but this is their full actual remake like of a the, video this game. This was built from the ground up. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It looks well, phenomenal. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I've heard some talk about that game, and I did. I've heard good things, just like you said. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, let's move on here and let's talk about uh, Unreal Engine Five. So. For those that don't know, Unreal Engine is, you know, it's pretty sure Unreal Engine was created by Epic Games. Yeah. Back in the back in the day. Uh it's you know, it's just it's just an engine to create video games on, to put it in layman's terms. Uh it's been used, you know, you can look up I mean, hundreds of of big titled video games like Matt, you know, big release games that were all made on Unreal Engine. And actually, to name drop, I this I thought this was the coolest thing. Um, the Mandalorian season one, they used Unreal Engine for all of their like CGI stuff for the first yeah. season of the show. So that's fucking awesome. I think that's pretty fucking cool that a show was using Unreal Engine. Um, like I said, I'm a big Gears of War fan. All those games, the original series was made by Epic Games. So, you know, those were all made on the Unreal Engine platform. Um, so, you know, it's a beautiful platform. E- even the prior ones, you know, Unreal Engine 4 and 3, I mean, some really, really, you know, games that push the boundaries graphics-wise. You know, we, we saw some stuff that we never really saw before in those engines. So it's it's been a groundbreaking thing, and it's only continuing to get better. Um, now Unreal Engine 5, it was revealed on May 13th, so pretty recently, um, it's expected to launch in late 2021, and it's going to support all existing systems, including the next generation consoles, so that means we got, it's going to support PS5 and Xbox Series X. So they've been working on the, the engine for two years now. And I'm going to speak on some things here that I don't really know, you know, the, the technical things about it. Um, I watched the video. If anyone wants to watch the video out there, just go to YouTube and search uh, Unreal Engine 5 Premiere. It's pretty fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, dude. It, it, you watched it, right? It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, like, I don't know if these... I don't know how much, like, they've shared with, like, other gaming companies besides, like, PS5 right now. But, like, I'm excited. Like, they're pushing some boundaries. And they're like, this isn't even, like, scratch the surface of what they can do with this. Right. So that's also been a reoccurring theme with every Unreal Engine that's dropped. Like, you get the, you get, like, when it first drops and, and people are blowing your mind with what they're doing with it. But then it's out for, like, three or four years. And in that four-year like life cycle, people are even doing like crazier things by that time. So it's wild the boundaries you can push with these engines. And it's always been something that is you know very fascinating to me how you know it's over my head. But these devs, developing teams, and everything like how they can make more out of it. I should say you know yeah. So it's exciting. We're going to see on these next gen consoles, we're going to see some pretty and on PC too because I'm sure 
I'm sure some PC games use Unreal Engine, I would assume. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're going to see it across all gaming types. We're, we're going to see some very incredible things in the next, you know, decade or so. You know, maybe a little under a decade. Who knows how long these consoles will be out. But it's exciting, man. Um, it's, it's, it's including, its major features include Nanite which is an engine that allows for high detailed photographic source material to be imported into games as vir virtualized geometry. So the Nanite technology allows Epic to take advantage of its past acquisition of Quixel, which is the world's largest photogrammetry library in 2019. So that sounds yeah. like some pretty big fucking news. <laughs> now now what does it mean yeah now what that means i don't really know like i said i'm not a video game developer i wish i was i should have went to school for it but it's just really exciting oh. and I, I urge everybody to to go watch that video uh, and you know they said a lot of things about um triangles pixels and triangles yeah um and and in the footage we were seeing you know what they say it was like over three billion triangles being utilized in, in just that um, footage alone right there. And I'm talking in each like second of the clip. So we're talking billions and billions and billions of triangles to form these. Yeah. They like um, zoomed in on just like one triangle of the environment. And they're like, this is like a billion triangles in itself. And like before they had to, um, uh, I don't know. Not, I wouldn't say like dumb it down. Like they had to find shortcuts to make it look like that, and they were still able to achieve so much. And like Unreal Engine, like there's some games made in Unreal Engine Four that look incredible still now, like God of War. But um, but they're saying with this, the next step, they, it can take it to the whole another level, and that's pretty mind-boggling. Um, I don't know about you, but like the first, like when I watched that video, dude, like I was like, dude, imagine if they remake Fable finally in Unreal Engine 5. Dude, I mean, a, a Fable remake has been rumored for how long, dude? Like, it's true. It's been, but... it would be amazing if that happened. It would be because from coming from me personally, like, I never beat any of the Fable games. I played them. I played them at friends' houses. They were always sick-ass games. And, you know, I would like to get the chance to sit down and actually, you know, play and beat one. So I would I would love a Fable remake. And on the Unreal Engine 5, I mean, it'd be incredible. It'd be, it'd be insane. And, by the way, I think it is on Game Pass. Is it really? One, one and two. Those are that's for the original Xbox, right? Yeah, so it's on that backwards compatibility okay. thing. I well, think I legit. think it is. I'm not positive, but you should definitely download it, dude. That game was fucking sick. I'm going to then because I have I have Game Pass, which you know Game Pass is awesome too. A lot of, I think a lot of people sleep on Game Pass, but that's been a pretty awesome thing that Microsoft has implemented in the last what two years, year and a half, something yeah, like that. That's huge. So the next, uh, the other big, big deal about the Unreal Engine 5 is this Lumen technology that's added to it, which is it's, it's described as a fully dynamic global illumination solution that immediately reacts to scene and light changes. So 
Lumen eliminates the need for artists and developers to craft a light map for a given scene, but it, it instead it calculates light reflections and shadows like on the fly, like real time. So it allows for real time behavior of light sources, which that's going to be pretty mind boggling. I mean, if I if I read that right, you know, say say you're playing a game, say you're playing a game that's like a, a story mode part of it, and you know how story modes like you go from checkpoint to checkpoint, but obviously there's times where you'll die or something happens, you go back to the next checkpoint. So the way I, I read that is that you know there's going to be things that like it's never going to look the same, like through a different moment because it's all going to be tailored on your like exact movements. Sure, yeah. if you make the exact same path through a, a, an area, it's probably going to look the same. But like it's like we're seeing actual like real time light. It's it's I mean it's like it's like real life. That's real life implemented yeah. into a video game. It's that's wild to me. That that is mind boggling. Dude, like in um like you like you brought up how they use Unreal Engine for for uh Mandalorian, like think of what they can use for this for like movies and everything. Like using an organic light source that's just like I don't know how they did it. Is it like AI? I don't know. I'm not an expert. You're the expert here, Zar. Oh yeah, <laughs> big expert. But you're right. It's crazy. And I, I, so we're gonna see Unreal Engine Five drop in 2021. Um, so what I've been wondering is, you know, games that are being developed right now for next gen releases, you know. The, that first batch of games we're going to get on next gen probably isn't going to be at the full potential they could be at. So um, from what I've read, it's like a lot of those next gen games that are coming out like at launch is not even using Unreal Engine 5 yet. No. So like they're still using Unreal Engine 4 or whatever game engine that they're using that like not a lot of games have been using this technology. Yeah, so it's going to be a very exciting time when that stuff starts to drop. Um, I would have to think, I would have to guess that, you know, games, well, see, here's the weird thing now. I was going to say, you know, games developed by Epic Games probably get the jump on it. But, you know, we know Epic now, they've they've just pretty much, they've gone full studio force into Fortnite, like, I don't know if they're making any other games anymore. I really think that they're completely solely focused on Fortnite. I, I remember when Fortnite first just blew up, they had that one other game in uh, in development. It was very, very similar to Smite. If yeah, ever Paragon. Smite. Yeah, Paragon. And they just shut it all down. They pulled all resources to Fortnite and shut that down. So, you know, Fortnite's a game that looks, you know, if you've played it, we, it looks cartoonish and everything. That's the point of it, though. That's how they wanted it to look. It, obviously, the game could run on Unreal Engine 5, but what I'm saying is I don't know if it'll take advantage of a lot of its groundbreaking technology. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of hard when you do, like, a big map like that, though, for, like, rendering and everything. So I don't know if that plays a factor, but I don't think, I don't think they utilize... Um, Unreal Engine 5 for for Fortnite at all, even if they made a Fortnite 2. I still think they'll develop more games. Like, I still think, 
like they're gonna make the next gears look crazy in unreal 5 yeah but i mean that's not epic anymore though oh it's, it's not they sold no it's uh, microsoft bought the ip for gears and it's developed now by uh, microsoft studio the coalition which is it's a lot of former guys that worked on it um at epic games but it's not it's not like cliff blazinski who he was huge in the unreal tournament games like developing those but he, he came up with gears of war like that's his brain like yeah. that's his baby um he doesn't work on them anymore and now Rot and the crazy thing is halfway through the life cycle of gears 5 which you know i'll be honest with you it, it has not been doing well you know i think they had a, a weird ass launch you know they did this whole game pass launch so it's just like you launched the game that wasn't fully finished and everyone just was like well i'll just try it out on game pass and it wasn't any good at first so they just dropped it i really don't know how well the player base is for it but another big thing the second in command on the gears of war games when they were with epic was rod ferguson and he got hired to be the head of the coalitions so he just did the last two games and now halfway through the life cycle of gears 5 he quit he went to work on doom Damn. the next doom game or the doom series so uh, you know i don't really know what's going to happen with gears of war um and but i have seen that cliff blazinski has been kind of vocal and saying you know microsoft bring me back That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, but... yeah. They kind of, they kind of need that, dude. Yeah. Because that game used to be sick. I mean, I mean, it's it's my the first one's my favorite game of all time. I would have to say I I absolutely have the most hours logged into that game out of any game I've played. But but to go back with with what you said, it, it'll still be on. You know, they still use Unreal Engine for the game. So yeah, just because it's not with Epic, they'll still utilize that engine and, and hopefully it is the next one because I, I would love to see that because you know despite the you know the player base and the multiplayer issues it still has a good campaign uh people still like horde mode and you know if we can get a visually amazing campaign i'd still be satisfied with that and and, and with what i would think maybe you know the sixth one might be the end of gears of war for you know a, a long time yeah you know unless it's just remasters from that point on you know because i always compare it to halo and i know you know more about the lore of like the story with halo but it's like how long can you carry this story of gears it's almost like the new trilogy for gears or at least the first two so far i kind of i kind of compare it to star wars with like the yeah. latest trilogy like it didn't need to be done. The story was kind of already done, and like you just kicked it off and rebooted it, kind of just for money. Yeah, let like let 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 the uh, let the heroes sleep. Right. So, I mean, I'm, like I said, it's cool that they're still making the games, and I played them. But you know, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see for uh, Gears and Halo how they're gonna try to bring back the old fans and bring in new fans. Yeah, so um, speaking of Halo, we know that Halo Infinite, um, aka Halo Six, is it was announced at last year's E3, RIP E3, um, 
that it's going to be the title drop for the the next gen Xbox, which is pretty cool. This has been the longest gap, you know, for any Halo game. It this they've never had like this long in between games. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm pretty sure I read that that's also being made on a full, uh, brand new engine. It's not Unreal Engine, but it's, it's yeah. They're using engine. um uh, in-house engines like Slipstream Engine, I think. I think that's what it was called. So that's exciting. I know you're a big Halo guy. I I'm a big Halo guy. I'm not as I'm not as good as you at the game, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> yeah. This this man's a prodigy over here when he wants to be. One day, one day again, I'll find my former glory. You'll find it. We're, we're going to get the squads together when that game drops. I'm hyped for it, but you know that leads us into some good talk now about the next gen consoles. So, you got information about the next gen series here? Um, I have some. Uh, like you said, you're not quite the expert. I'm not that much either. Um, I, I from what I've seen, they're pretty similarly spec'd. Um, you know, they got the same processors. Um, they just run at different speeds. They're both using the the Ryzen um, Zen 2 architecture. Uh, graphics cards. Um, let me see. They're both using the Navi AMD as well. But the teraflops. Sorry, do you know what teraflops are? I don't. Can you educate <laughs> me? I'm about to find this out right now for you. I mean, I, of course I knew. I just got to brush up. That's a unit of computing speed equal to one million million floating point operations per second. That sounds like a big deal. It it's a huge deal. Um, but uh, it seems like graphically the Xbox Series X um does have more of an edge on the PS5. But what people have been talking about is the SSD on the PS5. Um, being like extremely fast with no load times or anything. Um, let me see here. Yeah, but the biggest difference, I'm not sure about the technology itself, but the size of the storage is different. Uh, PS5's only got 825 gigabytes. The Series X has one terabyte. I'm not sure why they chose 825 there. It's kind of odd. Um, everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, their game launches, like they're leading in with Godfall. I've only seen like two trailers on that. It looks interesting. There's really not much details on it. Uh, for Xbox, though, they've been leading with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077, Halo Infinity, Rainbow Six Siege, the new and Mad NFL, and Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is weird because that's like usually a PlayStation exclusive. Well, it, it's all very exciting. Um, I, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I'm an Xbox fanboy. I haven't had a, a PlayStation system since the PS2, arguably the best system ever. But okay. I haven't, I haven't had one since the PS2, and um, so I know a little bit more about the the Series X. I don't know how PlayStation's doing it, but what I think is really cool, and you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna work wonders for not breaking up player bases or anything like that. You know, like if you still have an Xbox One and, you know, um, you buy, say you buy the the next COD or uh, Halo Infinite for that matter, 
you buy it for the Xbox One. That's it. Like, that's your only purchase. As soon as you get the Xbox Series X, you have that game for it. And it doesn't split up either. So, like, people on the new system and back on the Xbox One will be playing against each other. So I think that's awesome because, you know, in years past, and I'll, I'll, I'll have an example, um, like when the 360 transitioned to the Xbox One, you had to buy both games. And and so, like, if I bought, I think the, the first COD that came out for the Xbox One was Call of Duty Ghosts. So you could get Call of Duty Ghosts for the Xbox One. It was also on 360. But, you know, if, if you bought it on 360, you weren't playing against people that had it on the One. Those were yeah. two separate player bases. And if I got the One, I had to buy the game again. So I think that's this is awesome for, you know, con- continuation's sake and keeping the player bases together. And, you know, it's good for kids and people that, you know, can't drop that amount of money on the new system right when it drops. And we know we know how things are when new systems drops anyways. Like, there's usually a limited number. People are scrambling to get them. And, and then sometimes you miss the ball and, you know, you got to wait a month or two. And, you know, that's what happened yeah. to me with the Nintendo Switch. I didn't get it on launch. And shit, you know, I, I didn't get it on, I didn't get the Xbox One on launch either. You were with me. We yeah. went, how many months later was that? You and I went to Walmart and we bought my, I had to buy the uh, Advanced Warfare Call of Duty Edition Xbox One. It was like an extra hundred Still bucks. pretty sick. It's dope. Still pretty I, sick. I, I'll, I'll never get rid of this Xbox. So I think that's that's huge, dude, for player's sake and like I said, player bases. And that excites me because if I'm being honest, as much as I want to buy the Series X on like day one or week one, I probably won't. You know, I, I just have yeah more important things these days to put my money towards. Um, but we'll see. A- anything can happen. So if I <laughs> if I'm if I'm in a mood that day, you know, anything can happen. So yeah, um, like you're saying, like that that is um like pretty good that they're doing. I think it only works with digital games though. So if you have a physical copy of the Xbox One version, you still might have to go buy the series x version as well if it's not di- if it is digital they'll just like upgrade it automatically for you right well yeah i didn't think of that i didn't look into physical releases and that's another i was wondering if the xbox series x was going to do physical releases but i'm sure they are um just for the sake of it you know but then again, you know, you hear all those talks that like GameStop's going to go under eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's surprising like you can go in there, trade in your like brand new PS4 and get like 20 bucks for it. Like, you know, they're <laughs> flipping it for so much. It's it's wild. I I urge anyone on here that's listening, you know, if you if you're going to trade in games or anything, you know, go to Best Buy. Go to yeah. Best Buy for your trade-ins, and and also watch out. Sometimes Best Buy does promotions that's like ten percent uh, more on trade-ins for you know a specific week or something. And if you're uh, not gonna do that, just fucking put your stuff on eBay. Yeah, and if you have a you know a nice working Xbox 360, just sell it to Czar. He's looking. Yeah, sell it to me because <laughs> I can't seem to find a working 360. The last two, I've bought two Xbox 360s. One was a 
One was just a normal uh, Xbox 360 arcade version. The other one was a Star Wars, or no, I'm sorry, it was the, I wanted the Star Wars one, but it was the Halo Reach <laughs> Special Edition oh. 360 console. Does that got like... Does that got like the orange hard drive on top, like orange it, and it green. Was, no, that you're thinking of the Halo Three one. Oh. Uh, it was it was silver, and it was sick. And oh yeah yeah yeah. It just didn't work when it showed up, dude. Neither of them did. I was so upset, but you know, thankfully, it worked out and I got my money back. But like to talk about Tony Hawk again. That's the reason why I've been trying to buy a 360 because I want to play, I want to finish American Wasteland and I want to finish Project 8 and also I want to finish Need for Speed Carbon. So, yeah, <laughs> if you have a 360, hit me up. I will purchase it from you for $40. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, other things about the Series X. So it's got a weird, um, because we don't know what the PS5 looks like yet. They the uh, the PS5 reveal was pushed back due to everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, we saw the Series X. It's actually got kind of like a, a PC look to it. It almost looks like yeah. a mini tower. You know, it, it's it doesn't look like a traditional console. It, it's 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 not wide. It's slim and it's tall. So it's gonna. It's gonna look weird on like people's like TV consoles, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think you know it, it's grown on me. I I like the way it looks, so I'm excited for that. And it's got a cool. It looks cool if you look at it from like a top view, like directly down on it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool looking. I mean, I mean, I've said it before. Like, if they make that Halo edition, like, I will probably buy it. Just oh because... hell yeah. I'm just a huge Halo fanboy, but it's also going to depend on the price. Like, it looks like a PC. If it costs as much as a PC, is it going to be better to just buy a PC? That's very true. Um, you know, we really have to hope that Microsoft keeps this at least, you know, hopefully not over $500. Yeah, I'm hoping for 499 Yeah, and then I'm sure they'll have different uh, pricing models depending on, like you said, Special edition consoles, you know, you know, if they do a Halo one, that's gonna probably at least be a hundred bucks more than it would be, and it's gonna be in high demand. All the all the Halo exclusive consoles in years past were always in such high demand, like more more so than any other games exclusive console. So that'll be in real high demand. Um, but let's talk about the controllers because that's one thing we do know about ps5 we got the controller reveal and i don't know about you but i think it looks dope yeah it it, it looks kind of like a hybrid between both controllers put into one yeah with the offset sticks or no there's no xbox is offset right yeah no dude it looks pretty dope um i just want to know how it's gonna feel and like how like heavy it is it looks like just by looking at it, it looks like it would have a great feel to it. But like you said, you won't know until you actually hold it. But like, it it just has that look. Like I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, you know, 
maybe I should get a PS5. <laughs> so I'm thinking it, it, it could easily, I will go with Xbox first because I'm an Xbox fanboy. I have such a huge digital library already, you know, amassed on my Xbox, but I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't some Sony exclusives that, you know, I'm kind of jealous that I missed out on. You know, I grew up playing the Spider-Man series as a kid, and that new one for the PS4 looked, you know, the newest one, it looked incredible, and it got awesome reviews. I never had to play it, so, you know, I could see myself maybe halfway through the life cycle getting a PS5, too, to play some of the exclusives. I heard the God of War games are awesome. Yeah, I actually just recently beat that uh, newest one just because I had some downtime while working throughout the week. Pretty sick. But, dude, there's so many exclusives on PlayStation that, like, it's definitely worth looking into. I mean, so you're saying you're teetering a little bit. You might you might switch over. I'm, I'm teetering... I'm teetering in like to the point where I'm interested. I should just say I, I'm definitely will buy the Xbox first, but I am very intrigued by the the new PlayStation. For once, I, I, the PlayStation Three. I remember I had no interest in it. I thought it looked ugly as fuck back when it came out. They changed the design of that one a few times, but I remember the first one that came out. It looked it was bulky as hell and it was loud as fuck. It was so loud. Yeah. And dude, the price was like I don't, it was I don't remember. It's like six ninety nine or something. It was something crazy. crazy. It dropped. And people were still buying it though. Also, a lot of people weren't, but like, um, the PS four though has some good looking consoles. I know that there's what three different versions of the PS four as well. I think so. No, well. Yeah, yeah, because they got the regular one, the Slim, and then the Pro. The Pro. And those are pretty sleek-looking consoles, I I will say. Um, I really like the way those ones look. It's just, you know, so far into the life cycle, I, I couldn't convince myself just to go get, you know, a whole console just to play a few games. But things might be different this generation. Um, speaking on the looks of the of the one, you know... I will say the the original Xbox One, it didn't really look that. It didn't look. I wouldn't say it looked better than the PS4. You know, it, they got better looking when they came out with the the One S and the One X. Yeah, they slimmed yeah. them down. They looked a lot better, and uh, they worked better too, from what I was told. And and obviously we know the One X got had the uh, the 4K playability and and things that the original didn't have. So you know I you know. I'm just an Xbox fanboy, I guess I should say. It didn't really come down to to looks for the lot for this current gen. It definitely did back when it was 360 versus the three, but this current gen it didn't. And this next gen, I don't think it's going to either. You know, I'm just excited about the gen and and the the possibilities we're gonna get. These games are gonna look fucking incredible. And you know what I'm hoping would be a sick playstation exclusive remake what were those uh what were those games called uh the car games where you're basically like having a demolition derby uh twisted metal twisted metal i would kill for a new twisted metal game yeah that would be sick 
a need that I think they tried to, and then um, I forget what happened. Like I feel like they tried to not recently, probably like a couple years ago, maybe five, six years ago, and it just fell through. But like a lot of people have been asking for that, and like, oh, dude, I. If I were an Xbox fanboy, not being biased or anything, I'd probably buy a PS5 just for that. <laughs> I mean, dude, if they announced the <laughs> Twisted Metal game... Let me put it this, to you this way, too. Like, thank God that Tony Hawk isn't a PS exclusive because oh, yeah. I'd have to throw the Xbox out the fucking window. <laughs> I would. I, and it's just that's just how it would have to be. And it would suck because i'm a big halo fan and gears fan so but i I would probably i would do it for tony hawk i would so thank god that that's not happening but yeah a a new twisted metal game would be fucking dope um what else was an old uh ps exclusive back in the day metal gear solid oh yeah that'd be cool to get those would be remakes dude what if they remade bully oh we don't want to go down that rabbit hole dude (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the bully to the bully and the bully two subreddit on Reddit, and the theories and like things that these guys come up with, man, it's it's honestly heartbreaking because <laughs> it's just not coming. It's just not. It, it, now it's already been confirmed that the next Rockstar title will be GTA Six, which we won't see for probably another three, four years, maybe even five. Yeah. Honestly. You know, we're not going to see that game for a while. We just got confirmation that it's in the works, finally. You know, obviously people thought there was going to be another one, but we just finally got confirmation it was in the works. I mean, 5, GTA 5 is making so much money still. It's It's insane. It's stupid, dude. It's stupid. I mean, luckily, like, I got a PC, and they gave the game for free on the Epic Game Store. I saw that. But um, the the game is still full price, and people are paying full price. And the game's been out for how long? Because I bought this for the 360 at yeah. our apartment, dude. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, dude. Like that was two that was 2013. Yeah. When when we were me, you and I were originally playing that game. I would I would sit and watch you uh, play the storyline and beat the game. And then I'd grab the sticks every now and then and just go on a couple of rampages, you know, <laughs> do some dumb shit at the airport. Dude, that jet or that the military base, you kept trying to steal that jet, dude. Yeah, that, that was my mission. I would come up like it was so much fun. I would, I would like come up with my own mission in my head. I'd be like, okay, you need to start from here. You need to go steal a plane at the normal airport. You need to fly to the military base. <laughs> steal a jet from there and take that jet to like somewhere else. Like I would, I would come up with these scenarios in my head and be like, that's, this is what you have to do. You have to complete it. And it was so much fun. And, <laughs> and, uh, more recently, you know, cause back when it was on 360, we didn't have GTA online yet. Right. It was yeah. just, yeah. So it was just like a classic GTA would be, um, when it dropped for the next gen, when it dropped for the one, another example of a game you had to rebuy, you had to rebuy it. Um, they dropped that GTA Online, which was a game changer, and that's really where they're making, you know, insane amount of money off of that online because people are buying shark cards, all that stuff, like in-game currency, and just the game itself because it's still so popular. You know, they're just, it's just crazy. It's it's been a, a phenomenon for like 
seven years now. And it, it's, if you go look at, um, you know, you go look at statistics and stuff, it's still up there in like top five uh, purchase games, games being played right now. I know personally, I've been playing it a shit ton through quarantine. I got back into it. You know, we've been doing a ton of heists. They still come out with new content. We've been doing the casino heist a lot. I've done it probably like four times. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, that is a crazy game. And I can only imagine what what six is gonna you know build off of that dude for sure and like the map's supposed to be like a ridiculous huge for that for gta 6 um yeah what do you think they're gonna do what do you think the um you know like the area is gonna be like i, I don't see them doing another you know fake los angeles it's gotta be something else i thought they're gonna go back to vice city That'd be sick. If, that's what you know, I heard. I don't know. That's the enough. rumor. But no, wasn't the rumor like you'd go to multiple cities, like to yeah, the one from from four was in New York, or yeah, four was I think four was Liberty City. Liberty yeah. City, yeah, Liberty City, Vice City, L.A. What if they just like put it all on the one big fucking map? Like you could just hop on a plane, go to the next area. I mean. That would, if they can handle it, that would be the way to do it, man. Because it would be, it'd be like a, a a throwback to the old ones. Like you remember in Vice City and Three, how like the game was broken up into islands. Yeah. And like you couldn't get to certain. There would, I think it would be three islands. You couldn't get to one until you progressed far enough. If they did that style with the new game, but just like massive, you know, they wouldn't be islands. They'd be almost like fucking actual cities yeah. like the size of the actual city right i mean that would be wild that would just be i mean <laughs> you you could just play for days upon days without you know discovering everything it'd be insane yeah but i think that would be the way to do it you know like i said because it would it would it would be a cool throwback to that island concept of the old games so that'd be would sick be, would be legit i Dude, I I don't know why I don't mention more, but dude, I loved San Andreas. That way, that game was fucking sick, dude. Just skateboarding and and doing like random fucking kung fu moves. Great game, great game. There was a I I actually don't know if a lot of people know this, but you could. So I think when you spawned in that game, you always spawned on Grove Street at the cul-de-sac. If you left Grove Street and went straight ahead. I'm pretty sure it was straight ahead. You might have had to make like a left or a right eventually, but you still were always going straight. You would hit these like uh, backyards of these like, you know, they look like apartment complexes or something like that. You would hop a couple fences and there would be a, like a floating icon thing that would turn your game into two player. Did you know about this? Wait, what? No way. I swear to God. So this is what me and my brother used to do. We would just get on. I would just get on. I would drive to that icon, go into it. He would spawn as my second player, and we would just start, you know, fucking massacring people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what people did. Like we'd just start fucking around and like start, you know, get like four stars and see how long you could survive. Not me, dude. I just help people walk across the street, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're just a good Samaritan, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, going back to Bully too, 
Um, I don't think it's happening. At least not anytime Dude, soon. All you gotta do, make it big, go fund it yourself, boom. This is what this that's so funny you said that. This is what I always say about the Gears franchise. I'm always like, Dude, just wait till I become a billionaire. <laughs> I'm gonna just buy the Gears of War IP and I'll make the best Gears game again. I'll bring it back to its glory and I'll get the credit for bringing it back. But, you know, that's a pipe dream. You never know, dude. <laughs> well, you know, that's all the talk I think we have on the next-gen consoles. So I think we just got some general gaming news to skim through here before before we end the episode, the inaugural episode. So shout out uh, Tiggy Nation, who's on the juice box with me. He, he gave me some uh, gaming news here. He's big into the COD scene. He loves COD. As do I. So let's see here. So big COD news here, but I'm going to start out with some other things he sent me. A new console game that's gaining traction. It's called Warface Breakout. Um, it's basically a console CSGO style game. Uh, it's, it's, it's still in the development phase. kind of clunky now, but the de- development team seemed pretty dedicated. It's only 20 bucks to purchase right now, 14 gigabytes. So that's something to look out for if you're into those games, if you're just kind of tired of, you know, all the uh, big-named shooting games out there and shit. You know, you can hop on the bandwagon of a new game, help give it some life, help it get into, you know, a a stage where it's actually, like, really playable and, and a lot of fun. So that's something to keep your eye out for. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that game? Uh, I've, I've heard some things, uh, nothing too concrete. I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, check it out. It, it is free, so got to see what's good with that. It might be oh. free on Steam if it's on Steam, but 20 it's 20 bucks, bucks on console. Well, it's, it's not bad, but it could be 10 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it <laughs> could be 10 could be 10. Um, EA Access is coming to Steam. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been on Steam. The last time I was on Steam and purchased a game, it was... Uh, it was... Skyrim. Skyrim was the last game I purchased on Steam back in 2014. So... Haven't been on Steam for a while. I don't know if like EA games are on there, like sports games, to begin with. I so, think there are some, but they don't have like the pass pass. Yeah, so this will be, um, unless things have changed, I haven't been on EA Access in a while either. It just used to be 5 bucks a month, and you got access to, you know, they would cycle games in and out on their they'd have like 20 something games that you could just download right away and play um a lot of the battlefield games would eventually get put on there um the battlefront games the star wars ones and then all the sports games would get put on there about i'd say a little bit over halfway through their life cycle because you know they come out with a new sporting game every year so I'd say probably about three quarters of the way through their life cycle, they'd get put onto EA Access, which is always cool, you know. If you if you weren't someone that liked to drop sixty bucks on a sports game every year, it's 
fucking ridiculous. Why, dude? They get better and everything changes every single year. Yeah, that's that's the joke of the week. All right. <laughs> um, some things that have been delayed because of everything that's been going on in the world. Well, we mentioned it earlier. The PS5 reveal was delayed. The newest Fortnite season, delayed. Uh, Modern Warfare Season 4, delayed. And um, Tig has here COD Minnesota Homestead. I'm not really sure what that means. I don't know if they're pushing back an online tourney because I know I don't think they're doing, like you said, I don't think they're doing in-person tournaments right now because of quarantine and everything. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just an online tournament that got pushed back or what. But, um, yeah, that's something. And then our last and final thing, uh, this is probably what we'll wrap up the uh, episode with. It's pretty big news if you're in the COD scene, uh, if you've been following it for the last decade. Um, Damon Karma Barlow, so he goes by Karma, is retiring after 10 years of competition. Um, that's pretty big news because this guy is has been huge in the scene and he's pretty much, you know, He's pretty much the Michael Jordan of COD, you know, if, if I'm going to make a co- comparison. So here's some of his stats, which are pretty good. He's attended 71 events. His average placing in events is uh, 4.45. In land series, his win-loss record is 340 and 121. So he's won 73.7% of his games. He's had 32 finals appearances, 24 tournament wins. He's got three COD championship rings, which is the most out of any COD player. His average COD championship kill-death ratio is 1.10. Pretty good when you're playing against you know all pros. Uh, prize money won over 10 years, $805,000. So, you know, that's pretty big news. What are your thoughts? Uh, dude's a legend, just from <laughs> his stats. Yeah, uh, I, literally. I, I... I'm not, like, huge into the scene, like, as I used to be, but I remember watching him play for OpTic, and, yeah, he was pretty pretty fucking good. Yeah, so it it's it has his organizations here. It looks like he played, uh, I see the OpTic logo. Uh, he played for Farico Gaming, um, Complexity, and then two other teams. I, I don't know the names just off, off their logos here. Um and it looks like he was on the Seattle Surge, I think, here when he was retiring. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's done with competitive play, which is wild. Like I said, anyone in the scene knows who he is. Um, doesn't Tig doesn't think he's going to play casually anymore. Uh, you know, he'll probably play Warzone on the newest COD. Um, he's, he streams. He, he was playing League of Legends just last night. Uh, I guess he posted a picture of uh, Bill Belichick, so you know, kind of hints that maybe he'll he'll just coach down the road, you know, really? coach some COD teams, which would be interesting, you know, you know, dude. Like if you think about it, you know, it, it's weird to say because it's it's video games, but a ten year career in anything, you know, competitive wise, you know, that's a long time. A lot, a lot of professional sports athletes don't even make it ten years in their respective sport. You know, I, I'd say the average lifespan for in any of the the top four 
professional sports leagues, it's got to be under 10 years. I think maybe the only one that's close would be the NBA. But NFL, NHL, well, well maybe MLB too. I mean, what do you, well, it depends what you consider top four, like top four American sports. Yeah, but like you look at Yeah, like I'm saying like golf, the big four. Tennis. That's true. Definitely golf is probably over a 10-year average. I'd oh, say. yeah. Tennis probably too. I don't know. Um, it's still it's it, the guy was a fucking legend. He 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 killed the game. It's and it's and like you said, it was weird because he got dropped from Optic, didn't you say? Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy that they would just drop a guy who is so good at winning. You know, I don't know the man personally, but that's crazy to me. I think he did. I don't remember the full story. I didn't really follow them that closely, but I remember like the whole org got shooken up. Uh, not like a couple years back, but he was like a staple on there, and they used to just dominate. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like uh, across any of the games that like Optic keeps their teams together for that long. Uh, when Gears Four was out, like the Gears competitive scene got big again from Ultimate Edition, leading right into Four, and there's a kid on Optic's team. That I he was in my clan back in the Gears One days, and it's he like he wasn't on the team just a few months in. It seems like they shake it all gets you know shaken up quite a bit in the competitive scene. But COD's different now. You know we're not seeing these like organizations anymore. It's the COD League is like it's based on state. I think right like there's a. a Minnesota team and a, a Florida team, like yeah. that's how they're trying to do it now. Like it's an actual league, like, like sports they league. they like franchise their teams. Yes, yes. So, um, which you know that's probably going to be the drive. That's probably going to be a driving force in competitive scenes for all games now. I would have to imagine, as it should be. I think. I think it's better that way. Don't get me wrong. Like MLG tournaments were sick back in the day and and all that type of stuff but you know I think that's the way to go now is the franchising with you know doing it by state stuff like that it's pretty cool or city like a, you know it, it's just pretty cool yeah I mean big things are happening in the uh esports world well I think that's probably a good place to end man uh, it was I think a good opening episode we covered a lot of stuff um like I said, it's exciting to to do another podcast now. I have a new podcast in the family, so um, you want to give uh, you want to plug anything? Give yourself a shout out. Where can the people reach you? Uh, I don't even know my ad on Instagram. Honestly, <laughs> is that is that weird? I like I don't pay attention to that. Uh, I don't have a Twitter anymore, but I'll, I'll probably make a new one soon. Uh, I think my Instagram is just my my name, Sister A. It is. I, yep. S-I-T-H-S-A-R-E-Y. You could uh, follow me there. Uh, besides that, uh, it's, hey, glad to be on here and start something new and just talk about gaming with the homie. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so for all my Juicebox fans that are tuning in, you know where to reach me, but uh, it's at JuiceboxZar on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to plug my gamer tag. <laughs> It's II space ZP space II. If you want to play anything with me, just hit me up, you know. 
Um, I might not play with you if you suck, but just hit me up and we'll see. I've been real into Apex Legends lately again, so hit me up. I'm, I'm looking for people to play with. Um, and yeah, man, new episodes every Friday at midnight. Tune in and tune in to episodes of the Juice Box every Sunday. Episodes of the Tobacco Pipe every Wednesday. All right, guys. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Saturday